Good morning. Welcome in the name of Jesus. Today is the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. And today we're going to look at our gospel lesson, Mark chapter 13, which we have for the next couple of weeks. And we're going to look at specifically, um, he has a couple of parables. We're going to talk about them and see if it applies to you and me today. Um, And... uh, um, as always, we pray that as the hymns that we sing and the contemporary songs that we sing and, and God's word that we receive through our liturgy as, as well as the, the body and blood of Christ and, and our sermon today that your, your faith is, is strength, strengthening. And if you have any needs for healing, that God might choose that this would be the time to heal you also. So, uh, and we welcome all those online who are watching us this morning also. Please rise. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. But we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, By the washing of regeneration, a renewal of the Holy Spirit. So that being justified by His grace, in that divine hope, let us confess our sins to God our Father. Merciful God. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We sing hymn number 589, Speak, O Lord.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, since you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Testament lesson for today is Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with the 10th verse. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return, do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my mouth be that goes out from my mouth. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the living thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead, the short, the thorn shall come up. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make the name of the Lord an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. i 
epistle for the seventh Sunday in Pentecost. It's taken from Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 12. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and of children then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. Oh, the depths of the witches and wisdom of knowledge of God. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Alleluia. The grass withers and the flower fades. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And the great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things and parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what is sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Have any children that would like to come forward this morning?
Equilibrium with you guys. I'm going to sit with you today. Is that okay? And I actually brought something, and I left it in my office. So we're going to pretend I have it with me, okay? All right, so I'm holding up a bag of seeds. And you know what a bag of seeds are? What do we do with bags, bags of seeds? We plant them, right? And sometimes when we plant things, they grow really nice. Sometimes they kind of grow, and sometimes they die. Sometimes, like in our garden at home, we have a, I don't know what you call them, a gackle of squirrels. There are so many squirrels that are eating our plants. So we get up in the morning, and Jane looks out and says, ah, it's gone. Other times, the sun is so hot like it is right now, and it scorches our plants, and they die. Or sometimes the ground just isn't any good, and the plants don't even grow, right? And we heard that in, in the gospel. And, and so the question for us this morning is, what does all that stuff mean? What does it mean when Jesus talks about throwing seed, and it dies in so many different ways? So the seeds represent the word of God, which we just read in the gospel lesson, the Old Testament lesson, and then the New Testament lesson. And with the word of God, it gets planted into our hearts. Right? And then the Holy Spirit works it. And, and God willing, we will all receive it and we will believe. But sometimes things happen in our world and it gets in the way. You know, um, you two have a horrible fight. Do you guys ever have horrible fights? Yeah, okay, wow. Who wins? <laughs> Not that kind? Okay, good. You argue. Okay, good. Big, big arguments. All right. Does anybody ever win? Or do you both agree that it's okay? Don't know? Do you ever win? Does she let you win? No? Wow. Okay. But anyway, so that's kind of a rocky ground moment, right? Is, is we just are, don't take the word of God and we kind of let it go away. And then we have fights all the time. We call that sin, right? And we all do it. But good news is that in God's word, too, we also have forgiveness, which we heard earlier today, where God forgives us for every time you guys argue, say, God, please forgive me. Yeah. Oops, my fault, right? You take responsibility, say it's your fault. It's never her fault. I'm kidding. It's your fault, too, right? Okay. So hopefully all of us and all of them are good soil. Which means that when God's, we hear God's word and it gets planted in us, it grows within us. And we grow. And we get stronger and stronger in believing who Jesus is. And who is Jesus? You guys know? I know you know. I've heard you tell me before. Right? You want to tell me? You want me to tell him? Oh, okay. So Jesus, he's what? He, he lived for us. He died for us. He's our Lord, and he's our Savior. And because of Jesus, we get to go to heaven because we hear his word, and the Holy Spirit works in our hearts so that we believe, and we can believe Jesus. Right? And that's why it's so important that, that we come to church so we can hear it, or that at home we read the Bible, so, or maybe mom or dad reads it to us so that we can hear it and then have it planted. And it's also really, really important that we don't keep it to ourselves. We want to go and tell people too, tell our friends, classmates about Jesus so they too can hear, right? All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your precious word. 
Forgive me for the times I reject it, push it aside. I give you thanks for the times I receive it. Your Holy Spirit works faith, strengthens my faith, so I can know you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our hymn of the day. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our sermon text for this morning comes from our gospel lesson, Matthew chapter 13, 1 to 9, and 18 to 23, and a few of the verses that are in between. So Jesus loved to talk in parables. And I find that strange, partially because I have a hard time often figuring out what does he mean? When he talks in parables. The, the first congregation I served, parables are really easy because so many of Jesus' parables are, deal with farming. And it was a farming community. And so I can read a parable and they all got it before I got it. And I'm a boy from South San Francisco growing up in the concrete. No farms. So I didn't know all those things. I had to figure them out for myself. But not everybody who Jesus spoke to were farmers. They were fishermen. And some were tax collectors, and some were priests, and some were carpenters, and you just fill in the blank. And I wondered, what was the reasoning for doing parables? Because so often, Jesus had to explain the parables. And so I've come to the conclusion, Jesus did it on purpose, obviously, is because he wanted to give them the parable to start them thinking, Maybe confusing them. Maybe they would get it. 
but then to sit down with them and have a chat and discuss what the parables mean. So, and so today we have this parable that most everybody has heard, if not one time, a thousand times, because it it's, falls in almost every year in our readings um, for the year. And so hearing God's word and understanding isn't just a matter of getting the parables, because understanding God's word is tough anytime. And for at least, I think there's three bad reasons that we have a hard time figuring out sometimes what Jesus is talking about. And, and so Jesus, when you look in the scripture, he knows his audience when he, when he speaks, when he preaches, when he teaches, and when he just simply talks. And there are things that are keeping those people in scripture who are having a hard time of hearing his word having a hard time of understanding it. And he teaches the disciples that even though the word of God is a power, the hearer in his sinful state has the ability to simply resist it and or misunderstand it. And you and I cannot, by our own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, nor can we come to him because faith is a gift. So what keeps you and me from hearing God's word? First is, is, I think, maybe the easiest one. Jesus simply says it's the devil. He is like the birds who, who snatch the seeds um, off the path. Um, and certainly we, can't, we can attest that the devil exists because we notice the perversions of our thoughts and of our world around us. And maybe some of you right this minute during... This sermon are thinking about who won the Scottish Open this morning, which finished before we all came to church. Or what about Wimbledon? Is it the number one or the number two? Because that was still going on when we all left to come to church. Um, instead of, I wonder what pastor is going to say next. Or what is Jesus speaking to me right now? Maybe you're even thinking about what happened last night? It was a good night. It was a bad night. Dinner got burnt. Dinner was great. Maybe you're thinking about, what am I going to be doing later today? It's going to be 113 degrees today. I'm staying inside. Right? Oh, no. My air conditioner doesn't work. I'm going to the lake with everybody else and diving in the water. Right? Whatever it is, if we leave it up to the devil... He will indeed shorten your attention or mine. And he will introduce thoughts into your mind that have no business inside God's holy house. The second thing is Jesus says it is your flesh and my flesh. Our sinful flesh looks for the next spiritual high. As long as everything is going well, we're, we're all for the word of God. But when tribulation or persecution come, we're quick to abandon it. This is like the seed that falls on the rocky soil. We avoid suffering and substitute something more pleasant for us. And thirdly, Jesus says, it's simply the world that we live in. We have many cares that steal away the joys of listening to the word of God. We have the drudgery of work. We may be concerned about our income, our retirement, and the rising expenses of health care, housing, and all the, the rest that is going on 
in, in our world. If you love bacon, you know, in California, it all it went up because of all new laws and stuff. So that could just take you away from focusing in on God's word. So it's the devil, it's the world, and it's our flesh that make up the unholy trinity that keeps you and me from hearing. The meaning of the third commandment, which uh, you might remember, calls on you and I as the hearers to not despise God's word. Yet, when listening, problems and lack of understanding seem to happen. And this is precisely what occurs, and God's word is then dismissed or despised. But God's word is heard, and when it is heard, and when it is understood, then God's word is an amazing blessing. Jesus said to the 12 in verses 16 and 17 of Matthew 13, he said this, Blessed are your eyes. For they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. How does that happen? Jesus actually tells his disciples this way. He says to them in verses 11 13, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, those that were around, it has not been given. So Jesus gives us, gives you, gives me the ability then to understand. But some who are far away from him don't have that ability to understand. And so for you and I, it's an incredible gift. God's word given to you, given to me. It's a gift. William read the Old Testament, from the epistles, a gift. He just gave all of you and all of you watching online of God's word. I just read the gospel. Again, a gift to all of you and all of you watching online. You have been given the spirit of God in Christ. And for many of you, that first happened at your baptism. Your eyes had been opened to see that Jesus truly is the Son of God who came to take away your sins and the sins of the world by dying for you and for me and for the world on the cross. And you continue to hear God's word that kills the sinner inside of each of us. And we raise as new men, new women to life. Just like the seed that dies in the ground and then sprouts and grows and eventually bears fruit. It is the listening to God's word and his preaching that does this for you and me. With Jesus' death on the cross, he conquered the devil. He conquered the world and he conquered your flesh and mine. And this gives you and me then the authority to pray. We say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We'll say those words shortly. And this evil is just not some impotent, inanimate, impersonal substance. It is the evil one himself who steals the word from your heart and mine. He is the one who tempts us with suffering and he coaxes us with the world to follow him. But know that our Lord Jesus has overcome the devil and in faith, in his victory, you and I pray confidently and we resist the snares 
and the traps that the devil sets. Our Lord has chosen each and every one of you to receive the gift of faith so that you may hear, so that you might understand. This is grace and grace alone caused by our Lord and his love for you. Jesus teaches the disciples to sow the word of God generously. There are no places, regardless of their potential to grow or not, where the word of God may not or should not be preached. The sower in the parable is spreading seed everywhere, over the path, on the rocks, in the weedy areas. That's because God's grace is for everyone, not just for you and me. It is why we leave here, and when we go out, we don't just get in our car, drive home, close the door, spend the rest of the day inside. We go with the ability to share the word of God, to live the word of God. So just maybe if you stop off at the store on the way home to pick up lunch or at the restaurant, somebody might say to you, why do you glow today? And don't say, well, it's because the cream I put on my face this morning. <laughs> because of Jesus who loves me. And by the way, he loves you too. I am a forgiven sinner. Jesus forgives you too. So when you have trouble listening to a sermon, don't be too quick to blame yourself. Of course, it just might be me. I might speak too fast. I have that habit. I get a little excited sometimes, and then you might not even be able to hear my words. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, a rocket ship taking off. You can't keep up with it. Uh, but ask yourself, what's keeping me from hearing? Is it the devil? Is it the world? Is it your own flesh? Recognize them and put these thoughts to death in your heart. And in turn, Jesus will hear you. Every chance to hear God's word is an opportunity not to be missed. After all, it is the power of God for salvation. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And it does not return void. It's because of God's redeem, redeeming us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, which works wonders for us. For the one who has more will be given. Verse 12, and your hearts are filled with the Spirit of Christ. So fearlessly grow, produce fruit from your renewed and from your cleansed hearts. Amen. Let us rise and let us profess together the words of the Apostles' Creed, or the Nicene's Creed. I believe in one God.
Let us pray. We praise you, O God. We acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth worships you, our creator and redeemer. By your mighty word, all things live and move and have their being. We praise you for your creation. But with even greater praise, we give thanks for your recreating word by which you have conquered sin and death, restoring earth's beauty and eternal life to all who believe. Cause your word to be received and believed by all people, giving everyone your new life through faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. For the glorious company of the apostles, the fellowship of the prophets, and the evangelists of your gospel, we give you thanks. Give conviction and strength to all today whom you have called and ordained to proclaim your word to this generation. And bring forth the fruits of faith and love in all those renewed by your word and spirit. And especially this morning, we lift up Reverend Brendan DeForest, uh, newly installed just yesterday at our church in, in Chico, Redeemer Lutheran Church. Uh, and this is his first call, and Lord, we pray that you bless him and, and empower him to preach your gospel and share your word with the, the people at Redeemer. Lord, in your mercy. God, bless our native land with freedom and wisdom to acknowledge your holy word as the only sure foundation of governance in line with your grace, wisdom, and will. Raise up servant leaders to guard, guide, and protect all citizens of our country in the way of your truth. Lord, in your mercy. As you promise your own healing peace and comfort for your people, so surround all who are suffering any need, sickness, or adversity. And especially we lift up Joan and, and John and, and Mary and Allison. And grant that their faith never fail and their prayers never cease. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanks for, for the birth of Guadalupe, Jeremy's niece. And pray for, for, for continual health for his sister-in-law and for Guadalupe. Lord, in your mercy. As the washing of water with your word and holy baptism raises us to new life now by faith. So give the confidence of the resurrection to eternal life to all. We give thanks for all who have departed in faith and now rest from their labors. And especially we lift up our brother Steve, who is now with you in heaven. Keep us in the wisdom and confidence of faith in the word of our Lord Jesus, who said, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and solitary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death. And by his rising again, he has restored us to everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive that salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Not in the temptation, but in the grace of Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant to your church, your Holy Spirit, and the wisdom that comes down from above, that your word may not be bound, but have free course, and be preached to the joy and edifying of Christ's holy people, that in steadfast faith we may serve you, and in the confession of your name may abide to the end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you in favor and give you peace. Amen. Sing our closing song.
Amen. Please be seated. Do you have any announcements this morning? Arlene? I'll see if you can hear me. Um, I just want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of the congregation that made last Sunday so special. Um, my family thought the service was great. They thought our pastor was great. They wondered about where all the food came from. And Dave Parrish, of course, did a great job on the tri-tip. And the people in the kitchen, I don't know how they do it, um, and the flowers, Lois Chambers, they were beautiful. And we just want to thank everyone for the Christian fellowship. It was great. God is good. And if I've forgotten anything, I have a good excuse. Age. Thank you, Arlene. Thank you. Vicki? So summer is here. <laughs> so we are going to be having a picnic for the church. It's going to be lots of fun. We're going to be having games. So this will be in September the 5th um, on a Saturday. I hope that you guys can come. And it will be over at the Car Powerhouse Picnic Shelter. It's a great facility. It has uh, nice sidewalks and a bathroom available, um, beautiful grass area so we can play some games. It'll be really fun. Um, uh, so, um, so on this, we will need, uh, we're going to be doing a carpool so we can meet at church, so I would uh, ask uh, for volunteers for a carpool so we can set that up and uh, we would uh, meet over at the church at 10 so we decided at 10 o'clock uh, meet at church uh, for the carpool so so we'll we'll start arranging that by the time by the time the picnic comes up um, the fellowship the church will supply the hot dogs and the hamburgers the with the condiments and the water and um, I will set up a sign-up sheet for, uh, for uh, the congregation to uh, bring some sides uh, and desserts. Um, so I'll have that next Sunday for sure, so we'll get that together. Um, I would also need a uh, sign-up to see who will be there, you know. Um, so well, the games uh, we have that we're talking about is the cornhole, bat, mitten, water balloon toss. So be ready to get a little refreshed with the balloon. Um, so please be there, and I'll have a, I'll have a sign-up sheet or sh sign-up board out there next Sunday, and we'll just start uh, 
working on that. I really hope to see you. We'll have lots of fun. All of you have done so much this year. It's a, it's a bit of a celebration for all of us just to be able to relax and fellowship. And thank you for everything that you have done with all of our, our donations and our memorials and uh, all the work that we have all done. And uh, this is a time to have fun as a family, and that would be wonderful. So I also have something that I would like to announce. Tony Horde graciously donated some Colt 45 um, summer seasonal tickets. So um, I will also have that out there. You can, uh, they're $6, and it's for the summer season. And this will be donated for the church. And, um, uh, you know, just to be able to purchase them and, and go, it would be fun to be able to go as a group if we can get that together. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And um, more information on the summer picnic. Vicki? You said September 5th? Yes, yeah, September 5th on a Saturday. It's not August 5th? I believe it's August 5th. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All this long speech. <laughs> August. Okay. Good. August. Okay, sorry about that. August oh. 5th, Saturday. That's okay. Thank you. Boy, I better get that one. Okay. It's okay. Uh, any other announcements? Okay, I think I have three. So in the back of the, in the narthex of the church, there's three or four little things with a whole bunch of envelopes in them. This is your um, six months statement um, for any of you, if, if you've given anything to the church. Uh, we ask that you review it, and because uh, we've had some changes in our system this year, and we want to make sure that all of your records are, are correct. So please... Um, check in the box before you leave, and whatever's left over, we will mail out uh, next week to, to, to those who are going to pick it up. But it's, it's there. So, And if you don't see your name there, then you also want to let us know, too. Um, get a note to uh, Dave Parrish, and then he'll check out and, and see what's going to go on. Okay. Um, let's see. Also, youth group. We're going to meet this Wednesday. We're canceling our pool party because uh, Sandra currently has no air conditioning, and so and it's still supposed to be really hot. So, so we're going to reschedule it, the swim portion of it. But we'll meet here at six o'clock, and and parents, you you stay, <laughs> because what we're going to do is we're going to introduce to you the 2025 National Youth Gathering, which is held in will be held in New Orleans this year, about forty thousand. Lutheran kids from around the United States and actually from around the world will be there. And we're going to talk a little bit about is this something we want our youth to go to? And if so, how do we raise the money to get there? Because it's not, it's not inexpensive. But it is a good thing to see so many other um, Lutheran youth. So 6, 6 p.m. for any of the parents with youth, come join us. Uh, or if you're on the youth board, come also. Um, and uh, We'll go from there. And then the last announcements. So if you're on the prayer chain or you heard of prayers today, so Steve Westall uh, went home Friday night to his heavenly home very, very peacefully. And uh, we give thanks and praise for that. Steve's wish was to have a very um, simple, if you will, for, um, prayer service 
instead of a full-blown funeral. And so we're going to honor that wish, and the family wants, would like to do it Tuesday at 2 p.m. If I remember writing it, 2 p.m. It'll be a little bit of a gathering uh, as well as, um, and then I'll, I'll lead us through some prayers that are fitting for a situation like that. Um, they're going to bring some of the memorabilia of Steve, and uh, his, Steve actually wrote his, uh, Steve was very prepared, <laughs> so everything is handwritten by Steve, and, uh, and so I'll, I'll re- share with you his, his story as he shared with it and probably slip in some of how we also see Steve. So if you can make it, um, 2 o'clock Tuesday, um, no, no meal or anything there. The, the family wanted to keep, that's what Steve had, he wanted to keep it incredibly simple. Maybe we'll have some coffee and some juice or cookies or something. But, and so we'll meet right here in the sanctuary for that. Uh, did I forget anything? Any questions? Anything else? Comments? All right. Bible study. Uh, studying the end times. Heaven and hell today. I think we'll wrap up that session of it. Um, go get some coffee. You have time? No, you plenty of time. Go get coffee, juice, um, have a little chat, talk about my sermon, and then join us for Bible study. Let, don't laugh. Let us go in peace and serve the Lord. Now, just remember, God's light is shining on you, so you're going to be bright out there, and gonna, people are going to ask you, why are you so bright? And you will tell them what? Jesus loves, Jesus loves me. That's right. Let's go in peace. <laughs>